Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Thank you very much, Sean. I'm Cam Stewart filling in for our buddy Joe Galena. If you're out there, Joe, we love you, buddy. We'll catch you next week. Hopefully, we'll catch you tomorrow when we do the NFL show. Kurtz, George Kurtz, Long Island Rage with us. The Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, breaking down the NFL board. Should be great. we got a lot of things going on, people. Wins, fantasy playoffs on the horizon, guys. Gotta love it. Thanksgiving right around the corner. My favorite time, even though I'm uh, from outside of Toronto, I don't celebrate our own Thanksgiving. I do it up uh, U.S. style. What's Thanksgiving without food, turkey, tryptophan, and, uh, you know, sawing off some logs on the, on the couch after a big dinner? I can't wait. Hopefully uh, you guys are going to have a great Thanksgiving, too. A happy Thanksgiving week to all of our listeners out there. You guys got any special plans or anything like that uh, for Thanksgiving or stay with the family? What do you do? Yeah, it's I don't know what you're yeah, just asking a question there. What the, what the hell's going on here? Anyway, what, what do you got, Taz? Jeez. Uh, it, it's all about family, getting the family together, sitting down, watching some football, and eating some great food. So, yeah, yeah. definitely a great great holiday for me. What about you, Kurtz? Is it all turkey, or uh, do you go, go contrarian? No, it's all turkey. I'll be at my mom's. Uh, you know, I'm a Cowboy fan. Cowboys play on Thanksgiving, so mom is always known. If you want me to yes. eat at the table, you better time dinner correctly. All right, you've been uh, tying it correctly. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you another funny little story. Okay, uh, my stepfather, he's uh, Polish, and his, uh, his mother only spoke uh, Polish. Didn't really speak much English. Yep. And uh, I, I, live in little, I live in Little Poland there, uh, George. Continue in my area. It's Little go. Poland. It's amazing, yeah. So, uh, you know, and uh, she knew me, but we uh, didn't know me all that well. And, but she would go to, uh, my, my stepfather would tell me this. She would say to him, well, because well, uh, we all watch the games there. He, he, he yells and talks to the TV. He knows they can't hear him, right? And I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah I think I know that. Uh, I may have taken out a little aggression at the TV at times during my life. You know, we all do that. Lucky to throw things through a TV sometimes, yeah. Mr. Jack Doyle. I like my Polish neighbors because these guys, they, they, they don't really uh, discriminate. Like, they'll drink in the garage, uh, you know, out the street. When there's a big boxing fight or whatever, we congregate. That's kind I kind of like about my complex. We got, like, the Filipino guys playing uh, poker in the garage. We got the drinking at the Polish guys in the garage. It's a, it's a real party complex, guys. So uh, I'll tell you about this uh, con- contrarian views on the sked. Like, for me, I'm thinking Arizona. Like, Arizona's a team. They don't score a lot of points, but they're in a great matchup against Oakland. We're going to get to that game. And you guys know the guys who win big cash in the tournaments or you know the millionaire remember that week brock osweiler went bananas and the guy won like a million dollars so when we're looking at the card i know we're breaking every game down what contrarian plays or like cheap guys or 
off-the-radar guys that uh, you're looking at. I'll start. I don't want to give all your secrets away because I know you guys make a lot of money at this stuff. We all try to. But uh, what do you think there, Taz? Uh, who are some you know, cheap, contrarian plays or somebody that's on your radar this week in the games? Well, contrarian play for me this week is, is taking a stack of Pittsburgh. Um, I, I think a lot of people are going to be off them this week because they're on the road and just the numbers don't suggest. Uh, so, I, you know, I know it's a, a little bit more expensive and you're looking for, you know, the cheaper plays. But I, I just like, you know, I, I think they present a good stack this week uh, in a game that I expect them to put up a lot of points. And I don't think the ownership is going to be very high with these guys. Yeah, because of the matchup with Jackson. What do you think uh, there, Kurtz? Is there a team that uh, you think, you know, I'm actually going to take a chance with a couple of these guys because uh, people might not be thinking this way? Well, I mean, you could do, we could always go Oakland every week, right? I mean, they're yeah. terrible. They don't have anybody. No Jordy Nelson this week. No Martavis Bryant. Uh, you know, you could always stack Derek Carr and pray, go to Brandon LaFell, Seth Roberts, and if, they, if it ends up paying off, hey, it does. Not that I think it will. I think my, if you want to go for a more known player, how about Matthew Stafford and the Lions here? I mean, uh, Kenny Galladay is the last man standing now. No Marvin Jones, no Golden Tate. I don't, I'm worried about starting Stafford in a two-quarterback league this week. Uh, so I think that could be also be uh, something that now people aren't going to see coming. Well, what do you look, think, guys, uh, about well, – oh, sorry, to... sorry, Taz. <laughs> no, Bob, go, Cam. Oh, so, no, no, you, if you finish your thought, and I'll, I'll ask you a couple questions about some guys I've, I have on my radar that are cheap. Well, what? Okay, I, you know, I, I said my preference. I think they should start Robert Griffin in Baltimore. But let's say they start Lamar Jackson. You want to talk contrarian play this week? I mean, he's got to lead the list, don't you think? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, and, and it's it's against the Cincinnati defense that's one of the worst. They've been absolutely abysmal. Like what what I've seen from them, it's pathetic. Like I get it that the New Orleans is great, but every single drive they just carved them up like a Thanksgiving turkey. They have no response to anything. It's just yeah, like. In Baltimore, one thing about Baltimore at home, they're better. Their, their defense is a hell of a lot better. I, I don't know about the, the mindset of Cincinnati, George. What do you think about taking a crazy stab with uh, RG3 or Lamar Jackson, whoever starts? All right. Going to tell a little story here. Now, let's we'll see what you got. Yeah, tell a story, George. Let's see what you guys Oh, it's do. bedtime. Uh, I like no. stories. It's called, uh, it's called It's My Time. You guys can help me with my fantasy team, or one of them anyway. Two-quarterback league that I just mentioned. Uh, I had Russell Wilson on, uh, on Thursday. Played okay. Also had uh, Valdez Scantling. Did not play okay. Uh, nope. I'm in 5-5. Five and five. I need a win. Uh, this is a league where I'm, I think I'm second in points yeah, like, for the life of me. I, I lose every week to the high-scoring team. So I need a win this week. We all need a win every week. Uh, it's a dumb thing. But Stafford's my second quarterback. Now, it's funny. I happen to be looking. Uh, I never, ever check who I'm, the roster of who I'm playing. If I'm playing Jim Day, I'm not checking Jim Day's lineup. I never do. I happen to check it this week, though, uh, my, my opponent. Just, I don't know why I did. And I realized he has Tom Brady on a bye. Nick Mullins on a bye. <laughs> and uh, his, his starting quarterback is Eli Manning. He doesn't have a second quarterback. So uh, this was after, by the way, Fab and after FCF, FCF, uh, FS already started. So he was a so he's only got he's got one. He's only got one. He's he only got Eli. Else. The only starting wow. quarterbacks that were available were Jackson and RG, uh, RG3. And I grabbed them right away. So yeah, I was saying, yeah, screw him. He, I'm not. He's not getting <laughs> no, a starting a, quarterback. No, that's a savvy move. If the guy's sleeping at the switch, then he's. Sleeping. No, I don't care about you that. He's one of my best friends. Do. I don't care. Screw yeah. him. Uh, not my problem. <laughs> what I was going to yeah. ask you uh, is, should, assuming we have clarity on the Baltimore starting quarterback by uh, you know lineup start time tomorrow, would you start Lamar Jackson and or RG or, or RG three over Stafford? 
Yes, I would. Uh, I think, and it's one of those situations, George, that we talk about on Sunday with Galena with the hidden with the hidden rushing points. One thing is, if if Jackson, especially, I, and I don't understand, I, I get RG three. Sure, he might be ready. You drafted Lamar Jackson from Louisville in the first round. Let him play. It's like you know what I mean. You're, you got to go out and see what you have in this guy. You know what you have in RG three. He's one hit away from not being in the league anymore. I love the I love it the way he battles. Washington really sold him down the river when Seattle almost killed him in that playoff game. But you know what? You got Lamar Jackson for a reason. You can get George maybe 60, 70 yards rushing from this guy in open space. Nobody. Cincinnati will catch him. He is a track star playing quarterback. I admit the accuracy is a little bit of a problem, but and you talk about the extra fantasy points you get from your feet, much he's even better than RG3, a younger version. If he can make a couple passes, I think it's a great move, a contrarian move, and I would start Lamar Jackson. What's your take, Taz? I'm all I'm all in because I think he gets the points with his feet. And I'm with you. Look, Stafford has not been a great fantasy quarterback this year at all. Uh, he's yep. way down the list. He's he's bottom, you know, QB two at this point. Uh, just not throwing enough. And when he is, you know, the weapons aren't there. Marvin Jones now gone. Like I said, he's out this week. Tate gone. Uh, you know, they probably get. Theo Riddick more involved in the passing game again. Uh, who else steps up? We have no idea. Michael Thomas, the, the tight end, is, is banged up. We just don't know who he's going to be throwing to uh, enough in this game to really make it matter. You can't throw, you know, to Galladay 20 times in the game, or can you? <laughs> they may end up doing that. But, look, I, I agree with, with Cam. It, you know, these guys, whether it's going to be Jackson or Griffin, I think they're both going to run enough to give you more value than what Stafford is going to give you through the air. I you know, it, it's a great matchup uh, against a, a bad Cincinnati defense that, that, you know, right now doesn't even look like they're fighting anymore. I mean, Dalton isn't playing good. Uh, he's taken down the rest of the offense with him. No A.J. Green again. Uh, Tyler Boyd going up against, you know, a, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I, I just don't like that offense. Man, I, I have to say, I think those chances are good for those quarterbacks and definitely a contrarian play. Yeah, I don't know, George, George, it's tough, too. And you you know how hard it is. Like, you look and go, oh, my God, really? Like, Lamar Jackson, unproven. We don't know what's going to happen. Matt Stafford, sure. I still have weapons. You know, Galladay, I know there's banged up the receiver position, but he's going to get a lot of looks. But I'm not really... You know, guys, I, I think we have a real problem in Detroit with Patricia. I'm not down I'm not down with this program, you know. I know the posture thing was a, a reporter. George, you talked about it too, a guy that was hard on him. So he's like, you know, dude, sit up in your seat. But this tough love shit that basically he's doing from Bill Belichick, you know, let's go out and practice in a snowstorm, uh, you know. And then he's talking about people, hey, no offense, like, George, I'm a little bit bigger, too. I have a little bit of a paunch. Like, he's not a man to be talking about people's appearance, looks, anything else like that. And I get it. You're from the New England school, but this is a new school athlete. You haven't done anything as a coach to actually for the players to go, wow, you know, uh, we're going to actually listen to this guy. And you know, things are different nowadays. You almost have to coddle them. Tom Coughlin effect, you know, when he kind of softened a little bit, that was good news with the Giants. I don't know what you guys think, but I think Patricia's a clown, and I think he's going to be fired at the end of the season. What's your take? Well, I'm, I'm there with you. I mean, like you said, you know, Belichick gets away with it because he's done it so long and they're, they're a winning franchise with it. And, you know, it, it's built up over time and that's great. But, you know, not every disciple coming out going into a new organization is going to be able to do that right out of the gate. And that's what we're seeing with Patricia. These guys, you know, have been coddled the last few years. And I do. I think they, they have been coddled. I, I mean, you know what? So what if you got to go out and practice in a freaking snowstorm? You may have to play in that damn snowstorm. Get out there and practice 
practice. Quit your bitching. You get paid a lot of money to go out there and play football. Well, yeah, um, no, that's true. But I'll tell you, Taz, they're, they're playing in a they're playing in a controlled environment there. So practicing in the snow has really no bearing on what they're going to do with, they go, with Carolina unless they go on the road. Well, unless they go on the road. I'm not talking about this game in particular. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I just hate when guys are whining about practicing hard. You know, I, I'm sorry. You get paid a lot of money to play a game. So what? You got to go out there and practice hard. I, I, I have no pity for that. Uh, but at the same time, if, you know, if the whole locker room is against the coach, it doesn't help the team in, in any way, shape, or form. What's your take Patricia's on Patricia have, there, Kurtz? He's going to have – he can't handle it? the media. He can't handle no, he can't. He may, he he may is, think he's, he's Bill Belichick, but he's not. And they will run you out of town if you can't handle it. You can see it there, he wants to fight in every interview. Yesterday he went on, I mean, I think ESPN or whatever, whatever show I was watching, went on and on about how long he went about uh, defending his practicing outside. Now, while I agree with Cam, I don't want to hear you bitch about practice, boys and girls, whoever it is, their next four games yep. are... Dome, home against Carolina, Dome, home yep, against dome. Chicago, Dome, home against the Rams, Dome, at Arizona. Pretty sure it's not going to snow in Arizona. They play the Dome anyway. So you don't have to worry about snow until December 16th. I'm not so sure I would have made them uh, practice outside the, uh, right now. now. It doesn't make sense to prepare for Carolina. You know, let's face it, by December 16th, your season won't matter anyway. So uh, I, don't know, I think Patricia is, uh, he wants to be Bel- Bill Belichick, but you know there's only one Bill Belichick, and you probably have to prove yourself before you can be that that kind of personality. And to be with the media, you've got to be very careful here. The media can either be your best friend or your worst enemy. And he, I, the one poor reporter who's being a jerk to him, I get that. But to treat him all like that, that's not exactly. going to work. Guys, one guy on the Lions I'm high on this week. I think they finally finished, figured out the running back situation. Like, enough is enough with LeGarrette Blunt at the goal line, whatever. I think on Johnson, uh, I, I think it, this is the one guy from Detroit I'm kind of looking at. It's 60 and a half rushing yards. I know it's hard to take him. The successful game against the Patriots, he had over 100 yards rushing. I'm in on Kerryon Johnson. I think he can get to 61 yards rushing. What do what your guys take? But that's something I think I'm going to bet on as a prop in the Carolina-Detroit game. I like the over despite not liking a lot of guys on Detroit. I'm with you on carry on Johnson. Look, a couple of weeks ago, I, you know, dead wrong on. Actually, last week, dead wrong on him. Going tough matchup. I didn't think he'd get involved, and you know, I thought he'd have a bad game. And comes up and has a great game. And you know, he's showing himself to be a guy that just as long as they give him enough touches in the game, he's going to put up great fantasy points. And even in the, in this matchup, I like him this week. Uh, you know, Riddick back is getting you know more of the 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 pass catching duties. We know that uh, not. 13 receptions over the last two games. But at the same time, Carrion has had nine receptions over the last two games. And the game before that, he had another six. So they're definitely getting him involved in the passing game, especially with Marvin Jones out. I think we see more of that this week. I'm with you. I, I like Carrion Johnson. And I actually do like Theo Riddick as well in, in PPR leagues. Uh, again, I, I see another five, six reception day for him. You're not going to get a ton of yards. But if he gets you five, six receptions to 50 yards, it gets you to double mid, double digits. Yeah, no, uh, I know, George, you're probably on Stafford under if you're going to go with Lamar Jackson. Tough decisions, but let's get to Cam Newton, 254.5. What do you think about that prop? And uh, Galladay, 68.5. Olsen, 47.5. I'm very high on Galladay because Detroit has nobody else to throw the ball to except for what Taz said, the backs. But what do you think about other props in Carolina, Detroit, before we get to the afternoon, Sunday night, and Monday night football games, Mr. Kurtz? 
I mean, Darius Slay's back this week. I wonder if he fo- follows Funches all around the, uh, I was going to say the rink. I'm sorry, I'm watching a hockey game. Uh, so, <laughs> are, the Devils, are the Devils winning? <laughs> Devils are winning one nothing. Lightning are also winning one nothing over the Flyers in the second period. Oh, there. good. Good news. Uh, Who so cares hey. about the Flyers? Yeah. It's a hockey hey, we game. do. We care. We, care. We, we got money on it. We care. Finish your- <laughs> hey, I care. I care because I have Louis Domingo. I wanted Louis Domingo. I had the Andre Vasilevsky in a couple of leagues. Now he's out for four to six yeah. weeks, and I wasn't able to get Domingo because I got snaked. So uh, I'm already angry about that, too. Uh, so and I'm trying to work out a trade for Domingo right now, actually. Uh, nice. Nice. So, uh, I do want to... I always got got to multitask, guys. Hockey, football, working out trades. I'm even answering questions. Yeah. Oh, when you're done, I have a great story for that. <laughs> when you're done talking, I have a great story to that. So go ahead. Oh, a teaser. Uh, yeah, teaser. Lions. Promo. I, I wonder if the Lions are going to be trailing big in this game and Cam doesn't have to throw much in the second half. So I'll take the under on Cam. But I'll take the uh, – I like Kerry Ann Johnson as well in this, uh, in this game. I think he's going to have a – I think he's their only offense outside of Galladay. Tough game to bet, laying four and a half with Carolina, but Detroit's a hard team to bet on. More Fantasy Weekend Live coming up with Kurtz and Day. We got your picks. Questions on the other side. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Live. I'm Cam Stewart, in for my boy Joe Galina. We'll talk to Joe tomorrow. Busy, busy day on the network tomorrow with Gabe, Corey, Blewett, the rest of the gang. They're going to get you ready for NFL football. Me and my boy Kurtz at 4 o'clock with Joe Galina. We'll wrap up the early games, talk about the 4 o'clocks and the great night schedule. Okay, we didn't get your prediction, guys, on the game. I like Carolina there before we get to and. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Taz, you had a story I think you wanted to mention too, but I'm going to take Carolina. I, I'm, I'm a, usually a home dog player, guys, but this is when we separate uh, the good from the bad in the National Football League. Don't like to lay road, road points, but in this Houston, the Houston game against Washington, Carolina, I'm starting to think like, I don't know what Detroit's going to do. They've been better at home, but you remember, remember when Seattle went in there and beat them down? Just the Lions look like more like a, a, a toothless house cat right now. They're pussy cats, not lions. They're not a very <laughs> scary cat. You know, you can pat nope. them. They don't have rabies. They're, I'm with Carolina. The, the Panthers are a stronger cat than the lion, it seems like. And I'm with you as well. I, you know, one of my best bets of the week last week was Chicago going in and and, and rolling over Detroit. I'm going to stay with it. Uh, like you say, Detroit is just toothless at this point. Don't really have any any anybody I, I really want a, a ton of in this game. I'm going to go with Carolina laying the points as well. Um, the over-under for me is tough, though. 49.5 is what I got. Uh, man, it, I could see it easily coming right at that number somewhere real close to it anyway. Uh, I, I wouldn't bet the over-under in this one. 
What do you think there, George? Any uh, fantasy guys like or fade from Carolina, Detroit, and game prediction before we get to uh, this one, Oakland and Arizona? Wow, that's a that's a snoozer. Ooh, but can't hey, we wait can bet for on that it. one. <laughs> we can bet on it, George. <laughs> if it uh, moves, the cowardly we can bet Lions, on it. man. Uh, they listen, are the cowardly lions. They are the cowardly lions, guys. Uh, I like uh, Carolina this week. They're my probably my second favorite uh, bet after Houston, and I'm going to go the under. I just don't think Detroit's going to be able to score all that many points, maybe 17, 20, and um, I think Carolina is not looking to uh, roll it up here, run it up the score here. They're not that kind of team here, so I'll take the under here. But uh, I love Carolina in this game. I just don't think Detroit's going to be able to move the ball. Galladay's going to be face all the attention here, so it's gonna be, uh, he's going to get a, a lot of targets, a lion's share of the targets. Ha! But uh, I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my rim shot? No rim shot. Now yeah. Sean is going. I can't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Angle. Where's the fake applause? Anyway, continue, George. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm not liking Detroit at all. Uh, there it oh, is. Better late than never. <laughs> what do you think about uh, Funchess at 58 and a half? Moore 41 and a half. Olson 47 and a half. Galladay 68 and a half. Receiving yard props. Uh, anything that you like there uh, from, from that game? There, George from DFS. Any guy I think that might do well? Maybe Funchess. Uh, who's Cam going to go to this week? I think Slay's going to follow Funchess, so I'm going to I'm going to stay yeah. away from Funchess. I would take I would take the under there. Uh, I'll take the over on more though. Someone's got to catch some passes. Yeah, I think uh, I like DJ Moore a lot this week, and uh, I think Olson the numbers right. I think Olson is old and slow. Uh, I think he might catch a touchdown, but the yardage I don't trust here, so I will stay away from him. The old Sasquatch, McCaffrey, 70 and a half. Uh, thoughts there, guys? I, I think McCaffrey's going to have a huge day. I think he's going to have at least a touchdown in the game. I'm not sure about the rushing yards because he might do some damage receiving the ball, but it seems pretty low for McCaffrey. He can go off against that D. He should be able to go off against that D, and, and, right, but they, they haven't really given him enough rushing chances. I, I mean, they're getting him involved both. The yards from scrimmage are always nice, but they're just not giving him enough rushing chances. And then, you know, in this game, I could definitely see uh, Cam Newton running a little bit more on this defense. He should be able to put up some nice numbers against this defense. Uh, so I think he runs a little bit more as well. I'm going to take the under on his rushing yardage with McCaffrey. They didn't have an over-under on his uh, total yards from scrimmage because that's the number I'd like to see. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some books, uh, some books there, uh, uh, Taz. And I'll tell you guys this: uh, shop around, shop around. Like uh, Taz was talking to me off off air. Like, what do you do with betting? Well, I have like five books. It's kind of like the grocery store. And uh, I'm a weird guy. I kind of like shopping. That's where I do. Like when I'm having a real stressful day, and if I do have time, I go to the grocery store and stare at the meats and make sure that everyone puts the stickers <laughs> on properly because I really like a good deal at the grocery store. I, I tell you, George, I used to play rec hockey up in uh, up in the up, up in the Arctic, and my, my team used to give me like old uh, pieces of moose and caribou, and yeah, I, I, I and since I used to get free meat, I'm like, why should I pay for it now? So I, I like the deal. So people, guys, if you're betting, I know my bookies are friends of, of the program. Shop around. Maybe you certain books have better lines for underdog players. Certain books have better line for favorites players. You get lower lines, uh, like you know Pinnacle and these other uh, books. Good for juice. You know, maybe you're paying. Uh, four to six cents instead of eight to ten cents. So it's just one of those things. Like the prime rib is on for five ninety nine or whatever. At some stores it might be, uh, you know, seven ninety nine or whatever. You got to shop around. You know, the mini wheats are two ninety nine a box, not four ninety nine a box. You got to do your thing. Shop Can around. I ask you? <laughs> yeah, shop around. Shop around. <laughs> shop, shop, <laughs> shop. Now let me ask you a question. Follow up on that. Do you yes, make Jim. your decision when, when you're looking at the lines? Do you make your decision and 
get an idea of where you feel on the game, then shop around? Or do you shop around and let the numbers influence your decision? It's a great question. Certain games I pounce on if I think the line's going to go one way. Like, if I think, if I think the line's going to get over a key number, like if I like a favorite at six and I think I could go to seven or seven and a half, I'll jump on. I'll shop around, but I usually, I, I, but on Sunday, the lines really move. Like, they move big time. Like, right now, we have co- the college football board, guys, and there's games going on. Like, Maryland's a 15-point dog. They're up seven right now. Like, a lot of guys in college, I think, in their their, the, their money situations influence a lot of stuff. My boy, uh, Gamblu on uh, Red Heat and Rage calls on the parlay playing pukes on the weekend. And a lot of the time, when the public gets slaughtered on Saturday, you see a lot of line movement on Sunday with the NFL games. But, guys, one thing I say, just kind of shop around like if you're especially if you're playing if you're playing like five or ten bucks that you know two cents five cents or whatever it's you know it, it'll still add up but it won't be as much but see like a lot of guys that i know are a hundred dollar players a game or 200 and some guys you know 500 like they're, they're hardcore gamblers like think about it that 10 cents or whatever a hundred bucks here a hundred bucks there that could be like thousands and thousands of dollars if you play nfl nba nhl hell golf futures and everything else so it's just it's kind of like everything in life you know go get a cheaper mortgage you don't want to go to the first bank you see Shop around. That song is going to be in my head. All oh, I know. It's <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. Thanks, Prince. So, Jim, you had a story about something earlier before we get to the oh, afternoon games? <laughs> well, you were talking about George multitasking. Well, a, a bunch oh, yeah. of years ago, I used to be a, a DJ, uh, you know, for oh, parties nice, nice. and bars like and DJ? stuff like that. Yeah, wedding DJ. And uh, I was actually at a wedding one time doing, you know, right in the middle of the wedding, playing, getting people dancing, going all that. At the same time, I was working on a three-way trade for fantasy football while I was doing the wedding. Uh, I'm sitting there literally, you know, put on a song, start typing into my, my phone. Okay, l- let's do this. Let's do this. Go back and forth. It took me about two hours of the wedding time to actually make a, make a trade with these two other guys to get it all worked out. And uh, it, it ended up being a great trade for me. I wor- it worked out beautifully for me. But, uh, you know, it, it was while the wedding was going on. I mean, I'm making announcements and making a trade at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Like, I've had other jobs, too, and I'm, like, I'm betting on everything. You know what I mean? Like, you're working in a kitchen. You're taking a taking a break. Da, 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 da. It's hard after a while because, as you know, there's games going off, like, all the time. And that's what my one buddy told me. He's like, don't get into horse racing, man, because there's a race going off in the world every two minutes. The problem was I did get into horse racing, and it's lots of fun. But it's, uh, trust me, it takes up a lot of your time. Like, Kurtz has got a wife and kids and stuff. If you want to bet the board and pl- play ponies, I hope you don't have anybody to uh, go home to sleep with because it takes up a a lot of time, guys. Oakland, Arizona. Uh, I, I'm in on Arizona this week against the Raiders. Uh, these numbers look really, really low, and this is the one week I think I'm going to really buy into Josh Rosen. I can't believe, like, I get it, but this number is really low to me, guys. His uh, passing total yards, 230.5. Derek Carr at 240.5. I like Rosen over. A- a- am I nuts there, George? Am I crazy? But I think they can expose the, the Raiders are horrible. They're, they packed it in. This is the thank God for the Sunday ticket game, just like Buffalo yes. Jets was last week. I yes. mean, uh, I t- you were talking about this this morning. Now, Jim Day uh, is, is my aide, so he, he understands this. You know, back before you know, we had the Sunday ticket, or even before they had really, you could see multiple games here, the worst Sunday afternoons ever oh, were <laughs> at 1 o'clock, it was the Jets and Colts. This was before Peyton Manning, and they were both horrible. Yeah. And at 4 o'clock, you'd get the Giants and Cardinals. 
You know, it's like, oh my God, someone claw my eyes out, please. Just, we had nothing, folks. I mean, we, you, you didn't have, you couldn't watch any other game. There was no Sunday ticket. There was no red zone. You had no computers. Okay, we had still rotary phones for crying out. You had all this crap, and the ten-minute ticket was like the greatest thing. What the ticket's coming on? You'd kill people to get to the ticker. You get to see the Denver Oakland score or whatever from uh, out of town here. And now you know. Last week, the Buffalo Jets. You know, I have three TVs above my fireplace, and that game's as far away from my eyesight as possible, just like this game will be. But the difference of nowadays is, you know, I think, Cam, you said it before, between fantasy and gambling, every game has meaning. This is the perfect game for fantasy. And it it drives me nuts whenever I hear a a pro player in any sport sort of denounce fantasy players or denounce uh, gamblers. You know, we're the ones who are paying all the money, guys. That's why you're getting paid so much. Because of game crap games like this that no one wants to see other than a hardcore Raider fan or hardcore Cardinal fan. We're the ones paying attention. We're the ones watching these games, seeing what you can do. That's why it drives me nuts. Uh, you want to call fantasy nerd and gamblers, uh, you know, degenerates or whatever. Fine. But we're the ones paying the money, guys. You know, we're the ones you, who really you sell, the salaries. You sound oh, yeah. like one of those those people that say, hey, you know, cop, Mr. Policeman, you actually work for me because I pay my taxes. <laughs> uh, the old George Carlin joke, right? Go get me a glass of water. You're a public servant. Let me know how that works out for you. Yo, George, uh, I'll tell you guys, too, like, and I've been I've been gambling for a long time, and when we had, like, bookies, and like, we used to have to go, hello, and then it'd be like a message, like you'd have a code word, like I was seven, employee 75, leave your place, beep, and then you'd go whatever, and then when you get scores, it's like, Syracuse 55 bowling 53 <laughs> like you know what I mean like we used to call a number like before I know hey Prince you're a young guy you don't understand like there was no internet checking ESPN or CBS sports or, or apps on your phone we used to call Remember the old sports phone for all the sports yeah. news instantly that's what I, I was just thinking back. about sports phone I almost <laughs> want it back I want sports phone back because it, like sometimes it was great like the anticipation you give me the first score you know what I mean? Like you're waiting on the number. Did they cover? Did they cover? Did that hockey game? Did it go to overtime? Tell me, sports scores. Like it was amazing. No, I, I, it's like the pager. Like it actually was a good thing. Like I think they should bring back pagers because it's kind of like okay, I want to call this person back. Uh, don't need that call. Don't need that call. You know. So, anyways, technology sometimes blows, guys. Like this game, Oakland, Arizona. So I'm going over on uh, Rosen and uh, a couple other Cardinals. I think it might be a great week for Christian Kirk too. His total is 50 and a half. It seems like a breakout game if Rosen can find him there, guys. Uh, Oakland's a train wreck and I'll tell you, like I, they, they did every week, they just seem to mail it in more. Even in their Super Bowl against the rival Chargers, uh, they shit the bed in that game. So, uh, what do you, what do you, what do you guys think about uh, props in this one? But I'm over on Rosen, and I think I'm over on Kirk. I'm actually over on on Fitzgerald. I mean, fifty-five. Yeah, Fitzgerald, 5. Yeah, I, I love that number. Are you kidding me? They're de- you know, ever since Leftwich has become the offense coordinator, they've definitely gone out of their way to make sure uh, David Johnson and Fitzgerald are, are much more involved. And I love. Fitzgerald this week. He's going to have a massive game. And I love David Johnson's number as well. Over uh, over under 77 and a half. I'll take that all day long. I think he easily goes over that number. You know a team sucks when you like go to sports books and you don't even like really have any props on Raiders receivers? Like I'm not, I'm looking like there's no Jordan Nelson, Seth Roberts. Yeah. They they have they do have a prop though, uh, uh, Jim and uh, George. Doug Martin, fifty three and a half. I, I I don't know. Like that's something like that. Like literally looking at the Raiders props, maybe over. But I have really no faith in anything the Raiders are doing, George. 
I don't think anybody has any faith in what the Raiders are doing. The Raiders are interesting because you think about it. If uh, Gruden is telling the truth, and I certainly don't believe he is, but let's say he is telling the truth that he believes in Derek Carr, that Derek Carr is their future. As much as Jim wants the Giants to lose the rest of the games, you're still not getting the number one pick because Oakland's not winning another game. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. they'll, uh, what Herbert is the uh, the guy who's the number one pick consensus, I, whatever it is. I like, yeah, I like another guy, Greer from West Virginia. That's just my uh, underdog pick. He won't go in the first round, but watch out for him. But Herbert, yes, George, continue, buddy. But, yeah. but think about it. They already have five number one picks, right, coming up the next couple of years. That number could easily be eight if they trade out of that and trade it to whoever who wants a quarterback. And uh, you know, they'll get the first-round pick this year, next year, and probably in 2020 as well. They could have eight, literally eight first-round picks in the next three years, assuming, once again, Gruden is telling the truth. I think he's lying. I think he'll take a quarterback number one overall. And then they'll end up moving on from Carr in a year or two. But, uh, you know, it's what I'm trying to say is, yeah, assuming they hit on some of these picks— it, what he's doing is probably the right thing because they don't care about Oakland right now. They're playing for Vegas in two years. That's all they care about. Cool. They'll build yeah, up yeah. that franchise when they move there. They don't give a crap. That's why you feel so bad for these Raider fans. They're still coming to the games, still doing all this other stuff, buying the merchandise. They don't give a crap about you. They're playing you guys for Vegas believe in a couple too? Of years. George, remember when we had you on Red Heat and Rage? They actually had a prop. And I told Marenzi I kind of liked it, but he was saying he's going to be too old for them. Oakland was the second favorite to land Le'Veon Bell at uh, plus 500 or uh, 550. What do you think about that? Like, wouldn't that make sense? Like, I know he, he saved a year, and and for that would be a nice little uh, treat to go into Vegas with. But I don't know. I, I, I could see him. They got no running game. Yeah, we talked about it with Dan Strafford this morning about where Bell could end up. And, uh, you know, Dan was trying to say that, well, you know, they're not going to be a winning team. Well, he doesn't care about winning. Bell wants to get paid. That's yeah. obviously what he wants. He wants to get mm. paid. So it's whoever gives him the biggest contract. Oakland's going to have the money. I mean, you think about what teams that have the money, they're all pretty poor teams. Oakland, the Jets. Philadelphia, I know, wanted to trade for him, but I don't know if they can give him a long-term contract. I don't know if they can afford that under the cap and keep everybody else. You know, the Colts, I mean, they're right now they're an okay team. Then They yeah. have the money to, to go for him, too. But do, would they want to pay that much money for Bell when Marlon Mack has looked so good? So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm as curious as anybody else to where Bell ends up. Oakland does seem to be... Uh, the right pick, but does he want to eat it for a couple of years? And my answer would be yes. I think he just wants the money. Well, there's a lot of rumors going out there right now that it seems like it's almost a done deal already that he's going to the Jets. Um, they're, they're talking, you know, they got a Pittsburgh source. You know, you take that for a grain of salt for whoever that is. Could be the freaking water boy for all we know. Uh, saying that it looks like it's almost a done deal already that he's going to be going to the Jets next year, which, like you said, makes a lot of sense. They got plenty of cap room. They got Darnold in there. Why not get a good running back in there to really help Darnold out? Yeah, I agree. The Jets, they I, I, think, I think their fans are getting sick and tired of like Crowell and like all, all like they just bring in every like retread back. It's like, come on, guys! Like you're a New York football team. At least the one thing you look at the Giants, they got star power. You look at the Jets and go, wow! Like Marenzi's telling me he can't even find a Quincy Anunua jersey in New York City. They got more Henrik Lundqvist jerseys for God's sakes! You know, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Does he trade for the Giants? <laughs> he's the other king yeah. hello the king yeah yeah the prince and the king i'm gonna put arizona in almost every parlay guys game thoughts before we hit the break i'm all i, I think the cardinals win this game by seven plus and cover five and a half agreed man it's so so hard to lay seven points with with arizona <laughs> it just is uh, just because it's arizona but man uh you know what yeah. i, I I have a hard time with this game, but if I'm if I'm going to bet this game, I'm going to go a little contrarian. I think I'm going to take Oakland with the points. I think it's just going to be a closer game than people think. 
Taz, the contrarian. Hey, on the way back, Denver, Chargers, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Minnesota, Chicago, KC, Rams. Good games on Fantasy Sports Weekend Live. We're back in a second. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. What's the Prince doing? Corey Hart? You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Don't mess around with a guy in shades of noir, I think is the line in the song anyway. It's Fantasy Sports Weekend. I'm Cam Stewart for Joe Galena. We got the Fantasy Taz and George Kurtz from his palatial estate in Long Island who's watching hockey, cool. football, everything on in those, with those beautiful TVs in the man cave. In the man cave. I need a man cave. <laughs> I just have, like, literally, I, like, you could tell you're a single guy. Like, I got a dining room table with a, a soundboard and a computer. Like, there's no food eating here. It's just a, it's a, it's a business table now. That's all it is. Like, there's no family dinners or anything like that. It's just betting, betting, betting slips and, uh, yeah, parlays, teasers, spreads, and equipment. That's basically what we got going on here right now, fellas. But, yeah, Oakland, Arizona, I'm glad that game's done. But. I do like a lot of uh, Arizona players from a DFS perspective. Taz mentioned Fitzgerald seems like a low number at 55. Kirk, I'm all in. David Johnson's been picking up the slack the last couple weeks, so he should be a nice play as well against that defense. Let's move on to Denver and the Los Angeles football Chargers here. Interesting game. Chargers-Denver rivals spread right now 7.5 for the Chargers. Uh, I don't know, man. This is a t- this team just keeps on ticking. We keep on talking about Kansas City and New England and everything, but the Chargers are a damn good football team, and they're kind of disrespected right now. Phillip Rivers, year after year, like a fine wine, guys. He seems to be doing his thing. We got his passing total, 267.5 for Phillip Rivers in this ballgame, and Case Keenum at 265.5. Uh, Taz, why don't we break down the quarterback situations? What do you think about the over-unders with Keenum and Rivers? Well, Rivers has been under lately. Uh, he's just not throwing as much. He really hasn't had to. This team is just playing good all-around football. Defense is playing well. Uh, you know, they're running back, uh, of course, going nuts. So he's not having to throw as much. So I, I think I take the under um, in his throwing yardage. I, I'm not saying he's not going to have a good game. I think he will. But he's been a little below average the last couple of weeks uh, for fantasy purposes. And this week might just be another one of them. Uh, and again, sometimes game script just takes these quarterbacks out if they don't have to throw enough. This this is a team between them and the Rams. These are the two teams I had uh, going to the Super Bowl in the preseason. And, and I'm not taking my mind off. I, I think the Chargers finally get to that point. Uh, you know, usually it's been a bad start with a good finish and just enough to either, you know, get very close but not get in. This year, they're they're playing great right out of the gate. I I love the way they're going to finish. 
What do you think there, George, on uh, on the quarterbacks, Rivers, uh, Keenum, uh, the props in this game, kind of around the same number, you know, 267 and a half, 265 and a half. Uh, what's, what's the take? The weather should be pretty good, but uh, any, do you lean anything? I know Denver may be down in this game, so Keenum might have to chuck it around in the fourth quarter if they get down. I think Denver will be down in the game. I don't think there's much doubt about that. The weather's beautiful. 68 degrees and partly cloudy. Oh, beautiful. Four beautiful. Yeah, so uh, we don't want to worry about that. Oh, I love to go golfing, man. There's so no more I. aggravating sport than golfing, by the way, if you, uh, yeah, if you, want, to, if you want some nice four-letter words coming out of my, uh, my mouth. Take me golfing. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. I love the well, game, but it's, I, it's, I, I, it's so freaking frustrating. Hey, I love to golf. I, I have an eight handicap, so I love to golf. Anytime I can, those little mini courses are so good. Oh, Jim, that's an eight handicap. Pretty <laughs> not bad, not bad. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, used to, I used to work at a golf club, so like I used to don't hit the window. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I remember like they haven't had like a, a club championship on the, like the Canadian tour before. And uh, yeah, I used to clean Mike Weir's clubs. He won the Masters. Steve Stricker, one of the nicest guys in the business. Oh, nice. You know, <laughs> all the Blue Jays and Leafs used to play at the course there. Yeah, we used to like roll up the bags. It was, it was actually fun working at a golf course because you know you get to play like a course that would cost like 150 bucks for free but uh yeah i'm with you george uh, when i was a kid i could actually get it around you know shooting like high 70s now i'll be lucky to uh break 100 I, I just don't play enough anymore and it really pisses me off when i go out there but uh yeah, that's always rock. the key I wish it was cheaper you, yeah i know you gotta play two three times a week to get any good at it and i'm at twice a month maybe you know where i can play but i, I do enjoy playing but it, man there's like i said no more frustrating game to play because that little white ball doesn't go where you want it to go. Well, when you hit no. a good shot, you still can't find a damn sort thing. Of, sort of sounds yeah. like my sex life, George. <laughs> now there's a rim shot. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, hey, it's uh, DFS isn't the only tough thing. I know, yeah, yeah. Sometimes getting laid's hard too, Jim. I know it's a it's a tough, it's a it's a tough racket. It's a tough racket. George yeah. is married. Hey, I've been married twenty five years. <laughs> Tell the, uh, Don't worry, honey. I'm working on my DFS lineup. I'll be up. I'll be up in a sec. <laughs> listen, listen, there's some truth to that. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, honey, I got lineups to check, minute. honey. <laughs> my wife works what nights. She works six nights in a row. She's home tonight. Tonight should be. Uh, I, I like Family my chances night. tonight. I'm. Yeah, tonight, tonight I'm going to take the over on those family yeah. nights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, George is a perfect night for you. You, you. you know, a little bit of hockey, some DFS, and uh, snuggles. It sounds like, what, it sounds what, like a what's real What's the over-under? One and a half? <laughs> Seconds you know, or I'm doing the- <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> times. Yeah. I was going second. Wow, times. I was just eating myself oh, right wow. there. Yeah, I was still hitting the under on that. As, uh, I'm doing leaves <laughs> after this, and I'm going to be shot. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, the, I the, one of the first, uh, not the first times I worked with Jim. I'll tell you a little story to Cam here. But one of the, Jim and I, Jim used to do a podcast on Saturday nights. And uh, so we're, uh, you know, Jim and I are talking before the show. And Jim goes to me, so how long have you been married? And I'm like, well, I've been married. Oh, crap. It was March 6th. And my anniversary is three, uh, March 2nd. Still can't remember it. And I'm like, uh, uh, Jim, I, I'll be right back. I, for, I forgot my anniversary. All right, it was, it was our 10-year anniversary that I had forgotten. And I was never so afraid of walking into the kitchen to see my wife. And I'm like, hi, honey. Happy anniversary. You know, and then I, I could see her doing the math in her head. Well, today's sixth. Oh, she forgot, too. Yeah. So yeah, I was off amazing. the hook, man, but I was yeah. never so afraid. 
<laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, no, my girlfriend's pretty cool that way too. Like I tell her, I go, listen, like, and this is the biggest BS in this industry. Like, you know, you've had a girlfriend before. Hey, honey, I gotta watch the game. It's really important. It's for work, but it really is for work. Like we, yeah, we watch game. Yeah, we enjoy doing it, but it actually it is a job. It's not like we're lying and going, hey, yeah, no, we're just betting on these games. We're playing DFS. Like we are watching these games and betting on these games and throwing money into this shit. So. Anyway, guys, uh, Cortland Sutland's been a nice story for Denver. Um, his total, 52.5. Does that seem uh, low to you, Taz? Uh, is he a guy that you could be targeting in DFS uh, this week or uh, any Broncos? Man, I, t- tickle your fancy? I, I'm not a Sutton guy. I, I don't believe in Sutton. I just I think he's, you know, he's a, a, a big play. He shows some flash here and there. But I don't think he's an every-down type of wide receiver. I'm really interested. That they get Deshaun Hamilton back this week. I want to see how much they get him involved. I think he's a better all-around receiver than Sutton is at this point. Sutton has a very limited route tree. Uh, you know, he has some issues when he does run those routes. Uh, yeah, sure, he can make a big play here or there. But I just don't think he's going to be consistent enough to hold on to that number two job. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Deshaun Hamilton is the one that comes and takes it away from him. Emmanuel Sanders is listed at 75 and a half. Uh, George, over under a little bit too high, or uh, what do you think? I know he's the, he, he's the main guy there now without the Demarius Thomas, but what do you think? My problem is he is the main guy there now without Demarius Thomas, but you know Thomas may, may not have been the wide receiver we were hoping for, that Denver was hoping for. But he took some of the defensive attention. And I kind of agree with Jim about Sutton where, you know, I, I like him. I think I like him a little bit more than Jim, but I don't love him like some people do. I think NFL-wise, he's a wide receiver, too. I don't think he's ever going to become a wide receiver, one, and NFL-wise. So I think that leaves more defensive attention on Sanders. So I still like him because I do expect Denver to be trailing in this game. They're going to have to throw the ball here. 75 is a tough number because I, I think he's a guy who can catch a lot of balls, but there'll be shorter passes here. So uh, I'm not touching Sanders for the 75. I'm going to leave that alone. Broncos are also very banged up on the offensive line. Maybe Keenum doesn't have enough time to throw. And we could, I repeat, could see the return of Joey Bosa tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be yeah, huge. Very, very, iffy, very iffy on Bosa, they're saying right now. It'd be nice, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, he's, he's probably gonna, it's probably going to be another week before Bosa comes back, guys. Total in this game, 45 and a half from a fantasy perspective. They're not really thinking it's going to be a shootout. Usually you see with that Chargers offense, uh, you, you'd, you'd expect points in this game, but it's kind of like a mid-tier uh, points game. What do you guys uh, what do you guys think about it from the DFS purpose? Sake? We've got Keenan Allen, 75 and a half. I really like Allen. I think he's having the breakout. He's, he's going to start rolling. I know the touchdowns have been down this year, but Phillip Rivers, he knows knows he's the go-to guy 75 and a half against Denver secondary at home I think we can get there guys what do you think about Keenan Allen I think he's gonna have a big week I like Allen a lot as well. You know, uh, started the season once again. He started out slow, but this is something he's done in the past. And you know, then he starts to get rolling. Uh, I think that's what we saw last week was him really just starting to get rolling into this offense. And you know, let's face it, Rivers loves him, trusts him, will go to him every chance he gets, as we've seen. Uh, both Tyrell Williams and Mike Williams. You know, they're not seeing enough targets to really be guys you can think about starting every week unless you have to. Uh, they're not guys you really want to go out and you know want to play, uh, but they're guys that are involved and you know they're catching big touchdown passes and that's what you got to hope for for either one of them. But Rivers loves Allen and, and Allen healthy is a guy that you got to start every week and I love him in this matchup. 
What do you think there, George? I put him in a uh, DFS lineup. I know he's kind of expensive, but there's a lot of guys more expensive than Allen. I just think he can go off uh, against Denver and have one of those special Allen type of games with like, you know, nine receptions, a buck 20 and a touchdown or two. I think he could really be a huge weapon this week. See, I feel, I feel like we're playing Hollywood Squares now. I'm going to disagree. Numbers nice. tell you it's not going to happen. Allen's only had three games this year above 75 yards. Uh, and his uh, last couple of games against Denver have been ugly. They've slowed him down. I know the Denver defense isn't quite what it used to be. But they're coming off a bye here. I'm going to say under. I don't say he's not going to get there. I'm taking the under on the game as well. I think uh, I think Jim Starter hit on it earlier. Rivers isn't throwing as much. He doesn't have to. Gordon's been eating people alive. And I think that's going to continue in this game. It's going to be another Melvin Gordon game here where they're not going to have to throw the ball, you know, 40 times and have all these passes. I think Allen does get all the targets here, but just like last week, it could be 6 or 57 or the week, uh, the week before that, 5 for 72, 4 for 62, 7 for 63. These are some of the numbers he's put up this year. 6 for 67. Like I said, only has three games above 75 yards. I'm going to take the under. What about the, we haven't broken down the running backs in this game. Philip Lindsay, his over-under rushing yards, 57 and a half. Uh, Melvin Gordon, 86 and a half. Uh, Jim, anything that you like or dislike with these guys right now? Lindsay's been a nice story. Colorado Buffalo player playing for the hometown team. Uh, it's had a nice year. I know the Denver running back situation, a lot like Seattle. You don't know what's going to happen. Is it going to be Carson? Is it going to be Penny? Sometimes Davis gets thrown in, but Philip Lindsay seems to be a guy that he gets get some touches for Denver, 57 and a half and Gordon he's money 86 and a half but sometimes he gets those passes out of the field out of the backfield not just rushing yards what are your take on uh, the DFS running back situation for Denver and the Chargers well for Denver I, I do like Lindsay I, I mean you're right the there's always going to be something thrown into the mix there, and you know it, it could definitely be uh, Penny being involved. But I, I think Lindsey is a nice safe bet. The Chargers' uh, defense has gone a, a little downhill at, at the running back position over the last five weeks. On the season, they're 15th in PPR points allowed. Over the last five weeks, they're actually 21st. Um, and, and you know, and that's not against some of the better running teams in the league. You're talking about Cleveland, Tennessee, Seattle, and Oakland. Um, so you know, they've been giving it up. Up to lesser teams. I think Lindsey has a good game in this one. I like him a lot. Gordon, like you said, overall yards from scrimmage, I expect him to have a big game. But, you know, the one thing we really are seeing a lot of this year is there's just not a lot of running backs that are getting so many rushing attempts that you can count on them for 80, 90, 100 yards every game. They're just not. They're, you know, the guys that are really doing well are doing it on both sides, you know, both the passing and the rushing game. Yep. Otherwise, it, it, they're just not getting enough carries where we're used to seeing guys getting 20 and 25 carries. There's only a few guys that are even coming close to those numbers. So it's really hard to bet on a rushing number going over in this season for me. Yeah, it's 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 almost as bad. Like guys, uh, George, you look at the tight end on the waiver wire. Like at the tight end position, like I is uh, you know Kyle Rudolph in a league. This is where guys just go to die. Unless you have like Ertz or Kelsey or a couple big guys. Like I'm just scrolling and scrolling. You talk about it. Like we like Doyle, and then Ebron goes off. There's nothing more frustrating. Is there any like <laughs> tight ends or anything you can uh, give people advice on? Maybe a, a guy to pick up because this could be the key. Maybe finding a guy gets you a few points, gets you into the playoffs with uh, with a few big weeks, but the tight end position in fantasy, it's never been this tough. It's been brutal. I mean, you think about it, it's been brutal. You mentioned the Doyle situation. Yep. How about Jordan Reed? He's been healthy oh, all I year know. long, yet he sucks. I mean, unbelievable. And Alex Smith checks it down to everybody but Reed. 
I mean, it, it's been frustrating uh, when you, if you own him. I mean, if you were to look at his uh, his season long numbers, you're thinking, oh, okay, and he must have got hurt a couple of games. Nope. Been healthy every game. There's not being targeted for whatever reason. But, you know, you could take the tight end in this game. How about Jeff Hewerman? If you're desperate yep. for one, you had Gronkowski, yep. you had Kittle, Lejoku, they're, they're out this week. You know, Hewerman's somebody you might want to look at here that they're going to throw to here. C.J. Azuma in the Cincinnati game, another lower-owned yeah. tight end that might I be stream, I streamed that turkey last week, yeah, uh, George. Exactly. He sucked. <laughs> he sucked. <laughs> Against New Orleans. How about Ricky Seals-Jones? Oh, yeah, you know. Can I sell you on a Ricky Seals-Jones? Yeah, I like I Ricky Ricky, Seals as well. I got Seals Jones in my uh, DraftKings Millionaire lineup. He's like twenty. What is he? Twenty five hundred dollars. Seals Jones against Oakland could be that. Yeah, know what, guys? I think you guys are onto something. I think that's the tight end play there. Huberman. It's still still against that. Uh, it's tough against that Charger D. I'd rather have Seals Jones against the Raiders. I think that's uh, the low end play well, of the week, right, fellas? Well, just let me tell you, Newman makes a good play just because, again, over the last five weeks, the Chargers are 24th against tight ends. Um, they, they've been getting beat up by these guys a, a little bit, you know. Uh, and, you know, Newman in, in a game with no Demarius Thomas anymore, uh, you know, again, Sutton, I'm not huge on Sutton. I think Newman is a, a good play, but I do like Ricky Seals-Jones as well. Uh, I have him in, in a couple of my 50-50 lineups this week where in a couple of them I've actually gone with 12 personnel running two tight ends i'll ask you a question then george if i have an option between seals jones versus oakland this week or rudolph versus the bears who would you go with well, I'm not paying for Rudolph. He's a DFS. Yeah. I'm not doing it. He was he have one touchdown, and that was in week one or week three. Yeah, it's insane on the season. And once again, that doesn't make sense either. Cousins used the uh, tight end in uh, Washington. Doesn't seem to use it in Minnesota. Again, again, he has Adam Thielen. Maybe that's why they run the same routes out of the slot there. So uh, I'm going. Yeah, I'm not going Rudolph. I bet you could save money here. So uh, I'll stay away from Rudolph. No reason to pay for it. And he's got a tougher matchup in Chicago. Absolutely agree, 100%. Hard, very hard to trust Rudolph with anything right now. He, he's not getting enough targets, not getting enough uh, catches or, or yardage, and he's always been touchdown dependent, and he's not getting those. Well, guys, it's seven and a half total, 45. It's hard to lay seven and a half with the Chargers, but they're going to be in teasers. Game predictions quickly, guys. What's the final score, Denver or Chargers? You like it from a betting perspective? George likes the under. What do you got, Taz? I'm going to take uh, the Chargers laying the points. I, I think they come out and beat up on Denver in this one. Um, and, and I like the over in this uh, game as well. I think the Chargers put up uh, at least a 30 on Denver alone. Well, boys, we saved the best for last. The best games on the board, Philadelphia, New Orleans. That's got fantasy gold. Minnesota, Chicago, Trubisky's been on fire with his feet. And the game of the week, Kansas City and the Rams. You're listening to the Weekend Fantasy Live with Cam Stewart, the Fantasy Taz, and George Kurtz. Back for hour three after the break.